1: In today's episode of The Countdown, we're going to be talking about Yannick Sinner and his amazing victory against Daniel Medvedev in the final of Beijing. Anything else coming up, JG?
2: Yes, we have latest news and of course, another episode where I beat you at the shootout. Sit back, enjoy. This is The Countdown. Novak so Djokovic has won his great gals. Oh. 35 matches, unbeaten. He's got it, he wins his full team for Ogaro's title.
1: Djokovic wins the tour
0: final for a record equal in six times.
1: Right, here we go. Another episode of The Countdown. We're not in person this week. I mean, Location wasn't possible. my bracket actually broke as well for my mic, so there's I'm holding this up with like a sort of black and decker vice grip today so we're we're a little bit uh all over the place, but we had to uh delay it, didn't we because we just wanted to make sure Beijing finished we wanna see where the points were. We wanna see how this is gonna affect who's getting into the a t p tour finals. And we've got Yannick Sinner. I mean, we've got to speak about it first because it's the the freshest thing uh, that's happened today. An incredible performance. He defeats Daniel Medvedev, who, I mean, we didn't really give Sinner a chance. And I think we both got to hold our hands up and say, I'm sorry, but I didn't see it coming. And I think that Sinner's proven himself now. This one had a sort of a master's feel about it. I know it was just a 500, but it had that a vibe and he beat Alkalaz and he beat Medvedev on the way to winning this championship. And I think it's maybe even more impressive than his Toronto masters win, if I'm honest.
2: Oh, I agree completely, Ben. And I think um, you hit the nail on the head. Of course, the reason we're bringing the countdown to you a bit later is because there was no point speaking about anything else until this was concluded. It's been, it's concluded and Yannick Sinner has just gone and beat Carlos Alcaraz, who looked unplayable and Daniel Medvedev who also looked unplayable. So it's so impressive and I have to put my hands up like you have done and Sal's completely wrong about Sinner. Um, he looked throughout the tournament at times like his illness was getting the better of him. You see him throwing up uh, on the court side. Uh, seemed to have shifted it, though, and these conditions suited him down to the ground because it was fast courts. He was coming in, serve, volleying. There was a period in the match, uh, I'm not sure if it was in the semi-final or the final, because I saw it on Twitter, where he was 15. I think it was the semi-final against Adkalaz. He went to the net 15 times. And he won every single point he went to the net. And he did it against Daniel Medvedev also today. And he's very, very effective. We know that is the way Djokovic has beaten Medvedev over the years, sort of forcing him into having to pass him at the net. And it's difficult, um, especially in these fast conditions when you can have such a big serve out wide. You cover the angles nicely by coming to the net and it's difficult to pass. And his hand's incredible. Like he's got some of the best volleying skills out of any of the players on tour. I think Sissipas is another one who's very good. Of course, is not bad, but Sinner right up there. Um, And beating Medvedev in the way he did and informed Medvedev straight sets, I think it was warranted. It wasn't like he just got lucky in sets. He was probably the better player in both of them. And maybe Medvedev was better in the second set. I think the second set was a 50-50 shoot But the first set, Sinner, was definitely better. Yeah. And I agree with you that this doesn't feel like an ATP 500 because you had all of the very best players then. He's had to beat the very best to get to lifting that trophy.
1: Yeah, I thought it was an incredible performance. The one against Alcaraz, I thought, was exceptional to give him a breadstick. And that just goes to show it was the next level. Like we saw Medvedev was able to beat Alkalaz at the U.S. Open. He was the sort of the natural progression. Once you've beaten Alkalaz, now you have to go up against the boss in the final. And it's Daniel Medvedev. And they actually put up a statistic. I don't know the exact number, but showing since 2018, he is the by far, the most hard-court wins out of everybody on tour. I think it was something like 240 or something like that, around that number. It seemed, and he was about, I think, 50 ahead of Djokovic. Uh, bear in mind, Djokovic, I think, only lost 27 since 2018, on on hard-court, which is an amazing achievement in itself. But Yannick Sinner to beat Medvedev, I think that his style of tennis, and especially not being even that well this week, that just goes to show that, This is the type of performance that he needed to change the minds of people like you and me who are always getting on his back for being a little bit too flaky, not strong enough, not strong enough mentally. Well, he's proven us wrong this week and a lot of the other naysayers out there. He came out the traps. He hits the ball so hard and he serves so well and these courts are perfect for him. And I thought it was well, it was nearly a faultless performance today. I didn't think there was much, he he didn't really put a foot wrong. Neither did Medvedev, really, only the tie breaks. No break served today, but it just, when push came to shove, Sinner was a better player because he's more aggressive. Medvedev a little bit pushing in in just staying in rally at the wrong times. Didn't play aggressive when it it mattered. And Sinner, that's how he won the match.
2: He was in fine form, Yannick Sinner, all week. And I think it was typified in the final. Certain shots I liked was the ones where he was sort of outstretched. Uh, Medvedev looked like he was going to put the point away. There was one of them on top of the net with a volley. And Sinner just gets the frame of the racket to the ball and passes him. It was the story of the match. He just seemed to have that extra shot. And even the longer rallies, Sinner was winning them too. Yeah. Which, you know, we know Medvedev, he's someone who he want to sort of suff- suffocate you in a long rally from the baseline. Sinner was doing that and he was more than happy because, like you said, I think he had that extra bit of aggression, a little bit more power when he needed it and the conditions were perfect. And you'd expect, I think, Gannick Sinner to be a name um, who's going to be there or thereabouts in China for the many more years he's got left in his career. I think he's yeah. going to really enjoy this time of year and come into his own. Physically, he was excellent. Uh, mentally, I've already said, I think he's turned a big corner in 2023 as a whole, and you can consider him as a top player based off that alone. I've just been a bit cautious about his physical state with blisters, sickness, injuries. Mm. Uh, I thought he's been a little bit soft, but he's proven me wrong, and he's getting stronger, I'm sure, with time. He's, of course, only young. And it's led to this podcast here today where we're asking the question. And the question is, is Yannick Sinner a contender to win the ATP finals in Turin? Of course, today is the day he qualified, I believe. Is that yes. right? I mean,
1: I think it's it's I don't think it's to... official. It's I don't not think it's official. official because it's you've got thirty the, points. The, yeah, I mean, the cuts night, but it's I mean, come on, it's is he, done. Is he yeah. not gonna get thirty points over the course of the next yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. well. It's not
2: just that that cut will drop. Um, yeah, exactly. So he's definitely can... in. He's not mathematically qualified, but he's qualified. He's in. Uh, after today, he's definitely qualified. No doubts about it. Is he a contender to win the whole thing?
1: I think he has to be considered as a contender. If he continues. And where do this you put type... him as
2: well? Second part to the question. Where do you put him in the contention of the of the of the discussion?
1: Well, um, I would put him. Um probably at number 3 I'd say behind I'd still put him behind Medvedev and Djokovic and that's just that Al-Kalaz. I think that's, I think he goes above Alcaraz.
2: Oh Ben don't be stupid. Well the tall you've seen just because you've seen this one little glimpse here. No because I know, I th- I know he's got a good head to head against Alcaraz no, but I'm not, not talking about, about I'm not speaking about him versus Alcaraz. No I one know you've got a case for. He's got to play other players in this yeah. event. And you're you know, making Sinner as more of a favourite than Alcalaz to win the Tour Finals.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think he's better on indoor hardcore than Alcalaz is. That's my personal opinion. I don't know if you, you feel free to disagree. US Open team. champion. Yeah, is that played on indoor hardcourt? <laughs> Not last time I checked. But Yannick Sinner, his form, if he didn't come up against Zverev, in that US Open, who knows what happened? happen. We could say the same about last year if he didn't come up against Alcaraz. Obviously, you can only beat who's in front of you. And Zverev was just a very tough competitor. He obviously lost to Alcaraz. I think that when he won Toronto, that was a very good performance from Sinner. He managed to beat, what was it, Berrettini, Monfils, Tommy Paul, and then Dimonor in the final. He did lose straight away after that match, though, in Cincinnati. He lost to Lyovic in Cincinnati in his first match. Do you think we're going to see the same from him again in Shanghai, or do you think he's going to be riding a bit more of a wave after beating two of the best players on tour?
2: I don't know. I really don't know. Tough, isn't it? Um, I feel like I've been wrong about Yannick Sinner recently, (laughs) so it's hard for me to make a big statement here, and that's why I'm more on the side that he's going to be able to continue the run. Who's Who's to say he's not? I think... The Yannick Sinner of the past, of the past, maybe is going to be left in the past, and we're going to see a new, stronger, ready for the battle Yannick Sinner, who's just beaten Carlos Adrás and Dan- mm-hmm. Daniel Medvedev. Don't care what you say, you have to respect this guy seriously. Now um, he's yeah. shown it; he really has, and he's he's upped his level when it mattered. Um, I know it wasn't a Masters event, but it definitely had that feel of one because there were so many good players. Is Shanghai going to be different considering it is a Masters now and he's just won an event? Is he going to be a little bit fatigued, not just physically, but mentally tired of the battles of a tennis match? We'll wait and see. But if anyone can do it right now, I think Yannick Sinner can because he's proven a lot of people wrong, myself and you included. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Yannick Sinner make a run. And on the question, because people want probably me to say my piece on it, do I think he's a contender to win the whole thing? I think he is now. I really do. Um, And what I mean by that is we all always said it's between Djokovic, Adkalas, Medvedev and trying to make a case for Zverev. I'm not sure if I'm going to put Zverev in there. I feel feel Sinner is more advanced than Zverev right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I would fancy him as my fourth with Zverev in fifth.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I would. That would
2: be my power rankings. Well, I don't know why you'd say say so because you disagreed with me. You had him above Alcaraz. So. Yeah,
1: I would. I would have him above that, but I think Zverev is still got a little bit more to find. But we're, so you're we're
2: not. At, so Zverev drops down to fifth. Alcaraz drops down to fourth. Is that correct? Yeah, for you in your top five at the
1: moment. But we're not number hit one. The, Djokovic is it? Yeah, we've not hit the indoor hardcore yet. So let's once we get onto the like the real real. Uh, Zverev territory, which I think that is going to be very, very interesting when we do, when we get to the likes of Paris and stuff like that, and we start seeing if he can put some runs together there.
2: Paris, we're going to get Djokovic, Zverev, Medvedev. (laughs) Sinner. Alcaraz. Yeah. El-Siner.
1: Isn't it exciting now? Yeah. It's really hotting up now. I'm really enjoying yeah. it. And there's even players like Dimitrov are playing really well at the moment. That's a bit crazy. I mean, he took a set off Sinner in this. And even Evans took a set off he did. They did something that Medvedev and Alcaraz couldn't do. <laughs>
2: yeah. I hate to break it to you, though, but Dimitrov won't be playing the Tour Finals. Ah, um, well,
1: no, he's won but, it before, though. Saying Colour-
2: that, then. I don't know if it might be mathematically possible if well, you win you Shanghai.
1: I'll pop, I'll pop this up on there. Uh, well, it would go up to 2,600 if he wins
2: Shanghai. It's so, a big ask. Well, yeah. <laughs> he might have to win. He might have to... If if Dimitrov wins Shanghai and Bercy, then he'll be all right. Well, there you go. Uh, He's in. So anything yeah. is possible. It's all up for grabs right now. My... Uh, just looking at this, I mean... Sinner's qualified who's going to be the other players to get through are they making up the numbers yes and yes i'm not like definitely who's going to go through i'm not sure like part of me thinks we might see Or make it
1: maybe i think it's it's a good time of the year for him this type of tournament yeah so
2: i think the obvious one obviously is varev i think he should be okay I think Cisterpass is fine with them points. Rublev will be there. I feel there's only going to be the one spot up up for grabs yeah. between Runa, Fritz, Rude, and Dimonor. It looks like it, maybe it? unless Paul. somebody
1: has a storming run in one of these tournaments,
2: Runa with the best chance. Yeah, yeah, but let's see how he gets on. He's not playing very well, and he seems to be a bit injured. So yeah, exactly, and that's a, a worrying thing. We, I think Fritz is a good good shot.
1: I mean, he's decent very good on that type of surface. So the big servers, they really come to town, don't they, at this time of the year. So uh, he needs to, he needs to start picking it up a little bit, Taylor Fritz, I feel. There's something I want to touch on as well. If you pop it back on the screen, we, we've been speaking about the race for the actual year-end number one. I know that lots of people are coming into the comments and saying, like, I don't think you understand how the race works. This isn't... A, we weren't talking about the race. We were talking about actual ATP ranking points and the year-end number one. Just to clarify, that's separate to the race. So we looked at the race just then. Now we're looking at the actual ATP, who can finish on the, on the top of the tree, essentially. And Medvedev, If he'd have won that tournament, it would have done him a a bit of a a better look. He would have had 200 extra points. He's only got 300 from that one now. If you look down this bottom section, you don't need to look at the top anymore because that's just the points that dropped off. And you can see here now that we've got... Right, so if you look down here... Oh, sorry, I added in 500 there for Medi, just in case he won Vienna again because he is playing Vienna. So he has announced that and he is the reigning champion in Vienna. So... It's going to be interesting. Look at, see Alcalaz, he's only 600 points behind, and he could potentially have two tournaments to make up 600 points to go level with Djokovic before Paris. And then we've got Medvedev, he's 2,000. What What'd you get points.
2: for a final in Shanghai or a semi? Uh,
1: final in Shanghai will be 600, I believe, and then semi 360.
2: Okay. You'd expect them both to get 360 plus.
1: Yeah. So let's just say if they both got to a semi I mean, yeah
2: and that makes it very interesting for Alcaraz. if he yeah. can if he can just he needs to just match if he can match Djokovic in Paris or Turin then he, he'll be world number
1: one well, if he wins Basel like I mean I don't know who even is going to play Basel last year it was only really him and Felix that were fighting it out and Medvedev he, if he was to win there then you'd find Alkalaz would be in the lead going into Paris it's all going to come down to the Turin yeah. finals and <laughs> uh, Paris bit, ultimately. Yeah. So I don't know. Good I wouldn't though. read
2: too much into all of these stuff. Um. But some people are interested. Of course, as Ben said, this is not the race. This is to become year end number one. Currently, That's Djokovic correct. looks set to do it. But I am back in Adelaz to tip him just right at the end. Um, but anyway, mm. enough of the first section. Let's move on to section two. And this is where we speak about some of the latest tennis news. Right. So we'll have a look to X and see what we have in store today. So first up, we've got Bastian Fakken, And he's saying, remember the 2018 Shanghai Trophy ceremony when Djokovic started speaking <laughs> Mandarin out of nowhere and George was half. <laughs> um half in love yeah this is um i feel like it was a moment which really embarrassed borna toric he was just standing there like i don't have a clue what to say now what am i <laughs> to do um but it just so is was really he can speak every language it seems
1: yeah i mean he's about seven languages or something he can speak and it's absolutely crazy is, this, is there anything he can't do um <laughs> Probably not. I mean, in the I bet he can't make a button. he's doing golf recently, he won the Ryder Cup. I bet uh, he can't
2: make a button, though. He
1: probably on can't. Photoshop make
2: a or from now,
1: no photoshops. Yeah, I bet he's terrible on the old uh, laptops, isn't he? I bet he's only only can use tennis rackets or tennis balls and anything with a, a sport with a ball or a language. He's good at but everything else. car, terrible. But anyway, that, that I thought that was quite an interesting one to bring up because obviously we don't have Djokovic in Shanghai, so let's squeeze him into the conversation somehow. And should we squeeze somebody else into the conversation as well? Oh, somebody's back on court. <laughs> Rafa Nadal is back at practice. I repeat. Rafa Nadal is back at practice and I think
2: you're allowed to play some of this one, Suppress yeah, a little I think bit. This one's- and this is Rafa Nadal. Look at him. Look at oh Oof. that backhand. I mean, Oof. oh wow. That's how you play tennis, Ben. Pause it just before right. we get in trouble. Yeah. But you can see the movement there of Rafa Nadal. He's back on a tennis court. We're going to see him in 2024, Oof. and the king <laughs> is coming for his crown. That's what I'm going to say. It's like the Australian Open. He's coming for. He's coming for his crown next year. Revenge will be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Can't
1: wait to see it. Right, the next uh, one we've got here, um, we haven't spoken about any of the women's yet, but I think that we should and this one, I actually watched it today and I thought that it was going to be one of the biggest upsets and one of the biggest victories in Mila Angeleva's young career. She was 6-2, six, 4-2 uh, up and 15-30 on Rabakina's serve and then Just went to pieces. Uh, Rebecca started playing better, give credit to her, but she won, I think it was, what was that, nine games in a row? And I think in the third set, Miranda only won one point in the first four games. It was, I don't know what happened. She just completely lost her head once she lost the second set. And the last
2: 11 games, Rebecca won 10, and Drava won
1: outrageous i mean i I haven't seen someone fall apart like that for quite some time uh since maybe alcaraz in paris maybe
2: Or well, since when you played the other day <laughs> <laughs>
1: i've won three games <laughs> <laughs> doing all right no. rebecca didn't look that great
2: today i wouldn't i'd give Andrei i think andreva the... Oh I don't know i'm I i do not think you can be asked. she's just young, she's' playing really well, and it happened i'm not I don't really know what to say about this match. I thought it was very good. I did get to catch a little bit of it, and Rebecca played well when it mattered. That's all I can say and Deva's gonna be back, and she's a very feared player for sure because I'm expecting her to go on to some big things uh not next year but the year after. I think 2025, we're going to see Mira Andreva in the conversation to win some stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she needs some time, needs more time. She needs to sort out her head from
1: when she, if she wins the first set and loses the second, I feel like she's always going to lose the third at the moment. And that's something she really needs to overcome. You can't win every match in straight sets and you have to be able to fight back when you lose a set. I've not seen that fight yet from her. I'm hoping that that's just something that will grow over time. Obviously, Coco Goff, she's proved that you can keep fighting. She's been doing really well this week as well. She beat uh, Martic in a crazy, uh, it was a dog fight on court, but she just pulls it out when it matters these days, Coco Goff. Credit to her. And speaking about, we spoke about the men's and the race for year-end number one. We know the women's, there was only two women who could potentially get it, and now it's looking like really only one and it's Sabalenka's t- pretty much too far ahead. Unless Eager plays pretty much every tournament that's left and wins everything, uh, it's, I mean, it's a tall order. And she came out and she said this. Do you want to take us through this? Or Yeah, you know
2: before I mean? the US Open, I was torn about whether I wanted to continue trying, play every tournament to fight to finish year-end number one. After the US Open, I realised there were more important things to take care of. Sometimes it's better to take it easy. I've also changed my attitude a bit. I just want to be a better player. Honestly, on one hand, I had to force myself to stop. On the other, I felt that is not the right way to go. I've had number one for a long time. I think I deserve a little time to regroup and then be better. Giving up on goals is sometimes not the right way to go. I'm happy that we have chosen to play only Tokyo, Beijing and the WTA finals. I think it would be easier if the WTA finals were held earlier because then I could have a longer pre-season to progress. But we have to adapt. So Iga going for a little bit of a lull, I feel. Um, after the US Open, it was a little bit disappointing for her. And she's someone who's not used to winning. You've got to remember, the season before was so good. It's always mm. going to be extremely difficult to reciprocate that. And when you have everything, when you then are been presented the year after with sort of 80% of it, most players would be if it was just that in an isolated season, they'd be so grateful. Oh my god, what a year I've had! <laughs> but it's not the case for her because she's had so much already. It's difficult. The yeah. analogy I can go to is football fans. Man United when they were winning everything, they took it for granted a little bit. The yeah. year after, if they're not winning it, like they they struggle with not with just finishing sort of fifth. There'd be a lot of clubs who would be a, like, would love to finish fifth. West Ham yeah. being one of them, my one. So I think Eager's had it so good, it's difficult for her to now adjust and not be in the world number one. Saying that, I think she's right in the fact that she needs to just now regroup um, a good preseason where she can work on the things she needs to improve. Because I think there is areas we can now see she needs to improve. Saying that, she just played today against Lynette and it was 6-1, 6-1. So she's not not doing too bad against 25 in the world. Yeah, And... I would expect now Sabah to finish world number one. I think she's given up on that task. And yeah. the big focus is going to be getting it back next year. And it gives us a good narrative to talk about because 2024 is going to be the year eager tries to get world number one back.
1: Yeah, I think that she really needs to focus on potentially winning the World Tour Finals as well. I mean, she has, she got to the semi-finals. Sabalenka seems to be her Achilles heel And now she's overtaken her. Sabalenka, it's going to be a tough person to beat. But I think there's a few people who are in the picture for that tour finals as well. Coco Goff in very good form as well. Like you might not have considered her last year. She had a terrible run last year. She lost all her games. So did Pagula. Well, I
2: I considered her. I had her win in the tour finals last year. (laughs) I don't know if you remember.
1: One of the worst calls, I think.
2: But maybe I was just a little bit too soon. Because if I said it this year, you wouldn't call me crazy. Well, U.S. Open champion.
1: Oh well, yeah, if she'd won the U.S. Open, soon, if maybe
2: <laughs> I had a beating, Ego, and then you was like, that will never happen. That won't happen again. Have you seen the head to head? And look what happened this year. She beat her. So eat your words.
1: Well, I had a win in the U.S. Open, so I don't need to eat any words. You had Eager oh. win in the U.S. Open. Oh, so, well, it didn't really happen, did it? Anyway, let's move away from this. I think that's enough news for today. Yeah, I've got something
2: it. else for you to eat, and that is my bullet, because the next round, <laughs> we know what this one's called. It is tennis shootout. <laughs> right. section. This is where I pose a question to Ben. He's got how long? Ten seconds?
1: 30, well, yeah, thirty seconds it's supposed to be, but yeah, I'll try and do it in ten. Oh,
2: you've got thirty seconds to answer it. Um, sometimes it's multiple choice, other times it's not. The click the key quite criteria is it needs to be related to the ATP Finals or Turin. Um, okay. So obviously we've done all the other ones. We've done loads about the US Open. We've had some yep. funny in there. I tried to make them a little bit related to you. But it's been difficult of late, so no more Ben questions. <laughs> Once we've gone through Benjamin Bonzi and Benjamin Hassan, <laughs> I've run out of ideas. Um, what pair? <laughs> no, that's a Benoit. Do you want me to go first today?
1: Yeah, go on then. Get I feel like well. you've been going
2: first recently, so I know a lot. Let me go first. What what music? It's the the top one, right? Top one, yeah. Thirty seconds, it says. Okay, don't embarrass me. <laughs> The question for you is this. As mm. you can see, I know, well, I know you're a big fan of words, Ben. Oh, okay. As you can see, Turin is spelt T-U-R-I-N. <laughs> it's above your head. I was going to ask you a question on the spelling, but I'm not. So what I've just said is completely irrelevant. Oh. <laughs> However, Turin is a, is a place in Italy. Correct. I want to ask you, there's a few big ATP players who were born in Turin and live in Turin. Hmm. How many can you name? There's two I want you to name, but if you can just name one, I'll give it to you. Are they on the tour at the moment? There's a, there's a lot of Italian players about, so it's difficult for that yeah. reason. But what players reside in Turin? Go.
1: Right, here we go well I haven't done my homework on this but I'll fire out some Italian names uh, are you just gonna tell me yes or no or am I just... no you need, I need to after the end I need two two answers from. Oh, me. just two okay I'm gonna so we've got like uh, we got Darderi we've got Caboli, we've got Fanini we've got Berratini we know it's not Yannick Sinner because we know he's from your region um who else have we got on the men's side
2: is that all you can name?
1: We've got Stefano Napolitano. He's probably from Napoli with
2: that (laughs) name. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming to the end. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Right, I'm going to need your answer, please, Ben. I'm going to go with
1: Arnaldi. And... you didn't even
2: say that one. I know it just no, came that
1: was another one I was just, I remember he was playing this week. That was what I came to mind. So I'll go with Arnaudi and I'll go with I'll go with Fanini. I think he looks like a bit of like a Juve fan. <laughs> okay, is that final answer? Yeah, I'll go
2: with our Fanini. In. Okay, I'm just getting it through now. <laughs> What's um... I'm, just <laughs> I'm just on wait Someone's calling him through. So, you've gone for Fonini, and who? Oh Arnaldi. Arnaldi. I can confirm they're both incorrect, Then ah, sadly. What? And the two correct answers are There are only two? And you've not said the names. Do you know oh. the funny thing is, you've not said... You, out of all the Italians you've named, you've not named either of them. Ah. Do you want to have another guess?
1: Oh, what, do I have to keep going? No, no, you're just...
2: done. I'll give you the yeah. answer. The answer is... <laughs> Lorenzo Sonego,
1: Oh, not Massetti as well, is it?
2: And Andrea Vavasori. Ah, I didn't say
1: Massetti either. I missed quite a few. There's so many.
2: There's loads. And Vavasori, someone you've seen recently.
1: Yeah. Sinego,
2: you know him very well. They are the two players from Turin.
1: Wow. I like that one. Good question. Yeah. I wouldn't have said Senego. For some reason, I would have gone with Senego more like a Rome or something like that. But that's because he was good in. Isn't Rome Mm. near Turin? Mm, don't think so. I don't know. I'm not you're Mr. Italy, you've got the Italian passport. Oh no, it's
2: not. It's not too far. It takes four hours on a train from Rome to Turin. That's
1: nowhere near then.
2: <laughs> right. Your question for me. <laughs> a good bit of geography lessons there at the end.
1: Right, so. Oh. Ooh, so John McElroy. The, the tour <laughs> correct. No. <laughs> and what year? No. <laughs> right. The Tour Finals, Indoor hardcore. this is something which uh, not a tournament that Rafael Nadal has I done, too, has done too well at, um, but he's done all right on a couple of occasions and he has made the final. Please, can you tell me which years that Rafael Nadal made okay. the final?
2: How many years are there? Two. Go. And I need to go for both years. Yeah. Okay. So this is crazy. I was there. (laughs) (laughs) I was there. I didn't watch the final. I saw uh, the semi finals. Okay. What year? Oh, no. I saw the round when I was in the round, the early stage. But that was the year Rafa went on one, uh, not one, it got to the final. What
1: year was that? What That's... year
2: was that? I was so young. I mean, my dad. I mean, I've got a few dates. I've got a few. I could just pluck out.
1: You're gonna need two oh, years. It's gonna as be well. so
2: embarrassing if I get this wrong. Like, come on. Oh, it's so
1: hard. Oh, oh no, it's going... so I'm gonna need both of the years that he got to the final. See if you can get the one that you went to first. Oh, it's no. again.
2: Um. Right. I'm going to go for 2010 and and 2014.
1: Oh, so close. I mean, uh, you get half a point. It was 2010, but it was 2013. <sighs> it's so so it's pretty good though. Yeah, not bad
2: i didn't know my it's good, the, stuff, it's good the
1: fact that you were there as well i thought that was um, a good one you didn't realize
2: you. that but 2010 yeah i remember I mean, you saying was, about going to it i was I there in 2010 <laughs> i think i didn't know it was 2010 but i, I was thinking it was other it's other. around then I, to be fair i got quite lucky a did you go guess.
1: 10 years ago is that that's what you need to think
2: well, it was longer think... than 10 years ago ben
1: Ooh, 2013 was 10 years ago oh Did no you go... didn't go there and I went yeah, 20 okay. I think it
2: was before 10 like, so you went more 13 than
1: 10. years ago wow
2: yeah
1: wow lifelong Rafa fan there you go so that's uh this week's one you got half a point I got no points so what can we say about that really
2: we'll say we'll take it and move on <laughs> to next week um right I think that's it for sections is that right
1: I think so. I mean, unless you just wanted to just look at the odds for Shanghai. I mean, I've, I pulled them up just in case you okay. wanted to have a quick look at it. And you might be surprised to see who's favourite.
2: Carlos Alcaraz And massive. The reason for that is because of the draw. Um, yeah. Isn't it Medvedev-Sinaz-Verev all on one half? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep, you got it. So there we go. So Alcaraz is a really good shot to get to the final. Um You'd expect him to get there because he can easily beat all them other guys based off what we've seen. And that's going to be a lot of points. What's it? 600 points.
1: Yeah. Massive.
2: Maybe we should factor that into... Go back to your little graph and let's add 600 in there.
1: Because right.
2: I'll be shocked if he don't get to the final.
1: Oh, he levels.
2: Yeah, 600. Yeah. Gets to the final. He levels with Djokovic. Then all he has to do is go neck and neck with Djokovic.
1: Well, if he wins there then he's already 500 ahead going into Paris. Got a little buffer. Yeah. I mean, how good would that? And then all you need is like, what? Even if he got to the semi-finals there, then he's what? Nearly a 1,000 points ahead going into the tour finals.
2: Yeah. I think Adkalaz has got it. It's on the door. Um, oh. But let's wrap it up there. Let us know, guys, in the comment section. Do you believe Adkalaz will finish world number one? I think it's going to be Djokovic or Medvedev. And also, the question of the video... Is Yannick Sinner now a contender after winning in Beijing? Is he a contender to win Turin? I think he could be. He's definitely impressed me, and I was pretty wrong about his physical state of play.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, if you want to hold your hands up as well, tell us in the comments
2: section below. But hit a like, subscribe, and we'll see you on next week's Countdown. Yeah, and also join us on Spotify where we'll be airing this episode mm. too. Give us some five stars, a like, a follow, whatever happens on there, <laughs> and we'll appreciate you forever. But for now, we'll love you and leave you and see you back in China for more tennis action very soon. See you there. For- Forza, Yannick. Forza, Analdi. <laughs> <laughs>